The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. I'm here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Just as you are, I'm an avid player. I love going to the races, simulcast or live. It doesn't matter. I love the action. And WinningPonies.com has moved my game up to the next level. State-of-the-art handicapping site allows fans to identify key stats, uncover valuable information. It makes going to the races a whole lot more fun. I've never heard anyone in my life cheer, yell for two minutes at a slot machine. But try it at the races, and Winning Ponies can make it a very fruitful day for you. Got a big week to talk about, as we always do in the great wide world of racing. Next week is my big week. That's right. I'm off to the Orleans to knock heads in the Horse Player World Series. All courtesy of winningponies.com. They are putting me up to, to duke it out, to have a whole lot of fun. And that's exactly what it is. There could be anywhere from five, six, seven. I've played as many as 900 people there. And there are spaces available, so come on out and join me. Winning Pony sending me out there, and it's going to be at the Orleans. It's one of the best contests, actually, in my opinion, to play. It's really fair, a whole lot of fun, and you'll, the camaraderie is super. You're going to, you're going to see all the, uh, the writers, the who's who, the newspaper uh, uh, giants. You're going to see them all out there. You're going to see people in the racing world all out there duking it out at the Orleans, and the payday is fat. Worth your trip, worth the wow. Once again, thanks to Winning Ponies, because that's where I'll be next week. So wish me the best of luck. What's happening tonight? We're going to recap the weekend racing. We're going to talk about biggins. Oh, yeah, we got some biggins this week. Got some upcoming racing events for next week. Special guest tonight, racing comedian Mark Klein, who is very entertaining. Mark, one of a kind. I think you're going to be riveted. This guy is a stitch. I mean, a real stitch, as the comedian speak goes. Really like him and uh, his unique perspective on the game and how he got started. I think you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Then we got our man, Dangerous Dan, winner for the weekend. Depends on what kind of mood he's in. If he's in a good mood, he's hot. If he's in a bad mood, he's even hotter. So you're going to want to tune in to Dangerous Dan so get your pencil sharpened. And then we finish up with a final furlong. That's handicapping with me for the upcoming moneymakers for the weekend sometimes we can kick it off on friday you can always bet that i am looking ahead just like you are recapping real quick of last week's racing the weekend kentucky derby press were kind to the favorites but also provided some hope for the up-and-coming contenders there's a filly on the derby trail now too Breezing fire drew off in the stretch when saturday's two hundred thousand dollar risen star at fairgrounds in new orleans but three long shots followed her before the favorite Giant Oak crossed the wire. 
Hainesfield led most of the way to an odds-on score in the $100,000 World Away Stakes at Aqueduct, going against, obviously, secondary competition. Only five others. Total of six in the field. Hainesfield, talk about soft spots. But this New York bread is on his way. Pioneer of the Nile gets around traffic at the top of the stretch and was just up in time to win the $200,000 Robert B. Lewis over long shot Papa Clem at Santa Anita. Pioneer of the Nile getting all the big talk now. The Risen Star featured two highly regarded contenders in Giant Oak and Friesian Fire once again. Giant Oak was eliminated. Eliminated bad by his trip off last, caught in traffic, and finally too far back when he got free. Friesian Fire, on the other hand, stalked the pace between horses and got a clear run on the outside and wins by two lengths, completing the mile on the 16th of 145 flat under Gabe Saez. The newcomer, one that you need to consider, is Flying Pegasus, who rallied to the lead at the top of the lane and held on to finish third at double-digit odds under Robbie Alvarado. He was making his first starts and finishing second in the Futurity of Belmont on September 13th, just a length behind Charitable Man. So Friesian Fire, he's the real deal. And also take and pay heed to Giant Oak. Horrible, horrible trip. Pioneer of the now, I can't say enough, wins the cash call futurity in December by a nose and beats Papa Clem. That was a very nice race. It was a derby-type ter- derby trip, Garrett Gomez says. So these were a couple that you know, you're, you're kind of listening up for. You're kind of paying attention. And if you were actually watching the races, I would say homework. Well done. Two races earlier at Santa Anita, Stardom Bound emerges a legitimate Philly contender for Derby Honors as she bounces right back from victory in her Breeders' Cup Phillies to win the $300,000 Las Virginies for her fourth straight. Really nice-looking Philly here. Asked if uh, Stardom Bound might be bound for the uh, Santa Anita Derby. Mike Iverone, I think you've heard of him, Big Brown Connections. I think they want to go that way, but now they're kind of hedging. They don't know where they want to go, but you know what? Either which way, we see this girl. She runs against the Phillies. I think we're going to be that much happier. If she runs against the boys, I think it's going to be very exciting. So with that being said, that leads into our trivia question of the week. And if you dial us up at one 346 9144 one knock down the trivia question of the week, you'll win some great winning ponies gear. Get a sweet-looking hat, nice T-shirt, and you'll be all geared up to go, all courtesy of our good friends at Winning Ponies. What three Phillies have won the Kentucky Derby? Three Phillies have won the Kentucky Derby. one 346 If you know it, call us up, give us the finger, and dial it in. Make it happen. What else is happening in the world of racing? Derby future betting now available through the weekend. Pool number one is in action all the way up until this Sunday, the 15th, closes at 6 p.m. Pool number one, from the top down real quick, Beethoven, 15 to 1. Big Drama is the 2 at 30 to 1. Captain Candyman can 10 to 1. Chocolate Candy, 50 to 1. Oh, by Jenny Craig. She's off her diet for chocolate candy. Flying Pegasus, 30 to 1. Friesian Fire, 12 to 1. Giant Oak. Three-year-old Colt by Giants Causeway, 15 for your one. Haynesfield, the New York bred, 50 to one. Hello, Broadway, 50 to one. I Want Revenge, 50 to one. Midshipmen, 
Winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, 12 to 1. Not on the same page, 30 for your one. Pretty heavy prices there. Old fashioned, 10 to 1. Old fashioned's 3 for 3 for Larry Jones. $800,000 Keeneland sales purchase. 20 to 1 on Papa Clem. 20 to 1 on Patina. 20 to 1 on Pioneer of the Nile. 50 to 1 Silver City. 12 to 1 on the Philly Stardom Bound right now. You don't even know she's even actually going in, but definitely worth the uh, stab right there. And Tequarup is 30 to 1. The Pamplemousse, 30 to 1. Can you see a Kentucky Derby winner named the Pamplemousse? Who knows? How about this one's for Phil, 12 to 1? Richard Dutro. Heard of him before, haven't you? Vineyard Haven, 12 to 1. Winner of the Champagne, put on the shelf. Looks really, really nice. 12 to 1. Lock it and load it if you could get that. West Side Bernie, 50 to 1. And here's a neat little proposition for you. All other three-year-olds right now is the favorite at 5 to 2. That is Kentucky Pool number 1. It's open racetracks, OTBs, all across the board. You can get it up until 6 p.m. That is this Sunday. We run across the biggins real quick. We'll start with Friday, February 6th. 93 total biggins were up for grabs. Turf Paradise was the top winner. Races 1 through 4 in a pick 4. 12,815.40. Golden Gate Race 5. Super High 5 Key 9,343 even. Only 93 biggins on that day. That's huge. And then we go on to Saturday, February 7th. Sunland Park Race 7. Superfecta. 3,990.80. Los Al Race 1. Superfecta. 3,156.60. Not a bad day to track on a Saturday. Then we go on to Sunday, February 8th, 78 total biggins. Charlestown, race 6, Superfecta, over $9,000. Turf Paradise, race 5, a Superfecta key, over 5,300 of the 78 total biggins on that day. Monday, February 9th, 33 total biggins. Philadelphia Park, race 10, Super Key, 7,290 beans. That's a great Monday. How about Tuesday, February 10th, only 25 total biggins. Beulah Park, race four, Superfecta Key, over $8,600. What a nice day. There weren't many tracks running and still pulling down that. But here's one for your pencil. Wednesday, February 11th, 44 total. Okay, wasn't the greatest amount of biggins. But take a listen to this. Turfway Park, race number nine, a Superfecta, $565,000. And 173. I know you'd probably leave the 173 for the clerk, but $565,000 in a Superfecta. And then bounces right back, Turfway Race 9 in the try, over $7,900 of the 44 total biggins for that day. Thursday, February 12th, 36 total biggins. Turfway Park races 3 through 8 in a pick 6, 3,947.20. Gulfstream Race 7, the Super Box. 2,534.20. Santa Anita races 2 through 4. Pick 3, 2,028.60. Not bad for the Biggins. The Biggins are really looking good. I definitely would like to have had a little piece of that. Just making a quick note of some runners. Take a look at Old Fashioned making a three year old debut on Monday at Oakland. You're going to want to definitely look ahead for that one. Leah Secret is going to try to deny Bobby Frankel in the grade one Santa Maria. And that is going to be this weekend here in the Santa Anita 67th running of the grade one $300,000 Santa Maria handicap on Saturday. Definitely worth the watch. 
On Monday, top sprinters to celebrate President's Weekend near D.C. at Laurel. A bang-up edition of the Grade 2 $150,000 Barbara Fritchie handicap has attracted eight fillies and mares, led by New York shipper Seventh Street, Grade 1 winner Dream Rush, and the Rick Detro trained by the light. The three will vie for favoritism in the seven furlong main track test on Saturday at Laurel Park in Laurel. Not bad at all. Three-year-olds, key for this Saturday at Tampa Bay. The Sam F. Davis, very nice race indeed. Centerpiece of the festival. Could be a real telltale card on that one. So that's going to be on Saturday at Tampa Bay. So there's a little bit of what's happening, what's going on. You've heard about the Biggins, heard about the Kentucky Derby Pool. And talking about some exciting stuff. Coming up next for our next segment is comedian Mark Klein. You are definitely going to want to stay tuned for this guy. He's sharp, he's woody, and he has a very unique perspective on racing. So I would advise, tune in, stay tuned, and don't go anywhere because you're going to miss a whole lot of fun. So it's time to head out to our first break when we return winning ponies. Once again, it's pleased to have on as our special guest of the week, Mr. Mark Klein. So stay tuned for more winning ponies. Cause I saddle up my horse and I ride into the city. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winnie Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. You heard the number there, one 346 9144 Let's throw it out once again, the trivia question of the week. What three Phillies have won the Kentucky Derby? If you dial us up, hook you up with some Winning Ponies gear, a nice lid, very nice T-shirt, looking good. 
You'll be sporting around. You'll be the man among town or the lady among town. Your choice. It is during this segment that Winning Ponies is always proud to have as our guest of the week. And this is going to be a lot of fun because he's a comedian. And Winning Ponies would like to welcome Mr. Mark Klein. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Greetings, Earth people and fellow horse players, horse enthusiasts, and racing fans. A pleasure to be with you, Ed. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for taking time, Mark. I, I really appreciate I really appreciate your time. Mark, I've gotten to know you a little bit over the last year or so, and once I love your jacket. I, I think you've got the brightest jacket known to mankind. Well, it's the most hideous jacket ever made. It was a Joseph Bank exclusive in 1970. It will knock your eyes out in every way, shape, possible. And it's a suit coat, so that's the uh, beautiful part about it. It is really cool. It looks like something that may have come off hee-haw, but I actually really like it. You can see the ugliest coat in America. At my, uh, it's my picture on Facebook, so M-A-R-K-K-L-E-I-N on Facebook, and that will come up as my profile. You know, Mark, uh, I know a little bit about you. Can you tell our listeners a little bio about you and how you came into our profession? I'm a stand-up comedian by trade. I do corporate events, uh, cruise ships and comedy clubs from Japan to Florida. Uh, I work about 26, 27 weeks a year on comedy club tour or cruise ships. I do corporate events. and I do a lot of speaking in the horse racing industry. My hometown is Louisville, Kentucky, so naturally I'm a horse racing fan by birth and by, by cultural uh, inclination. I own some racehorses. I go to Churchill Downs every chance I get, and it's just um, it, it's my sport passion of choice. There's I tell my friends, you know, don't love things that can't love you back. Horse racing can and does. You bring in three generations of horse racing in your family, I believe, you know, from our uh, past conversations. I could be wrong there. My math is not, may not be really good on that. But I believe we have three generations of horse lovers there. As a fan, how did you get started going to the races? Well, we're up to four now. Uh, four? I, hey, I love it. My grandpa, Max, after whom my son is named, every day of his life he had a $2 bet on a racehorse somewhere in America. He was a furniture salesman. He traveled around the country, and he used bookies back then, of course. And my grandmother would get messages like, tell Max his case of lamps came in at 480 a case, messages like that. So uh, <laughs> the family kind of grew up knowing that you, know, that you go to the racetrack whenever you can. I fell in love with horse racing in 1970. The two-year-old champion from 69 was a horse named My Dad George, and my father's name is George. And My Dad George started the 1970 Kentucky Derby as the race favorite, and uh, Dust Commander with Mike Manganiello aboard waxed him like a bikini line. <laughs> but that, uh, that, that year and that, that race and that horse's name hooked me on racing. And I've always said that, that horse racing has the potential to make a stronger emotional connection with its fans than any other sport in America. Mark, as a comedian, as a race fan, as a, as a man that has been born now into, with four generations of horse racing in your family, what do we need to start doing to get fans, new fans into the game? There are two ways people connect with racing, um, Ed. One of them is emotion, emotional connection to, to the horse as an animal. And the other, of course, is gambling, gaming. Um, I think you, you can't have and should not have one without the other, but because, just to the power of Internet wagering, the power of simulcast, we have put the gaming end of it first. And that may make financial sense to a point, but I think to save our sport 100 years from now, you have to put the emotion first, the emotional connection people make to horses. You know, it's significant that the two most emotionally evocative horses uh, of the last 10 years have been Barbaro and Eight Bells, and they're both dead. So we have to do something that gets people connecting to horses while they're alive, healthy, and racing, and make that the reason they want to go to the track and find out about racing, not uh, a human interest story that ends in tragedy every time. I fully agree. And by breaking down the barriers, 
through your trade uh, of being a comedian, race fan, by breaking down the barriers and keeping racing light and lively. Do you think this will take away some of the hesitation about uh, becoming a new fan? It, we, there are so many challenges to get people to go to the track for the first time, much less the second and third time. It, it's astonishing to me how, how firmly a grip horse racing had on, the, on America's sporting imagination 50 years ago and how loose our grip on that same imagination has become. I, I, I've had ideas to get people to come to the track as, as nutty as every racetrack in a, in a major city should, should claim an inexpensive horse on behalf of every elementary school in that town. And when the school's horse races, make sure it's cheap claimer on Saturday, have all the kids come out to see their horse race. That's how you turn them into fans. An emotional connection that can be separated from the gaming end of it to make people fans of the sport as well as fans of the gambling action. I think, that, I think that's an incredible idea. Of uh, I'll tell you what, as a marketing director, I, would you mind if I, I won't say steal, can I Take it. You're professionally borrow that and maybe have a, uh, have a track horse where people could actually come out and watch? you think that would be a neat idea? I think it would be, be wonderful. Are you kidding me? You get a senior citizen center and you say we've claimed a horse in the name of, of Easy Living Senior Center. He races on Saturday. We're sending a bus over. Come see your horse race, not someone else's. Uh, I think that has great potential. And it's, it's sure it's a nutty idea, but Lord knows we need all the ideas we can get. I'll tell you something that's very uh, revealing about, about racing and its potential to reach people. Every comedy show that I do, whether it's in a comedy club or a corporate event or on a cruise ship, I do a 45-minute headline set. It's a fairly clean show. I can do a spicy show for a nightclub crowd or a squeaky clean corporate show. Every show that I do has racing in it and humor about racing in it. And the question I get more than any other after a comedy performance is, do you really own a racehorse? Well, I, I like the, the whole variability of, of, of your show. You, you can swing from one end of the spectrum to the other, and it always has racing in it, which always is interesting to me. I have to ask you, we've got 5,008 channels on cable. We've got, you go to a casino, you see everything from roulette to blackjack to, to the basically short of every slot machine known to man. Do you think racing is just too slow for today's gamer? I do not. Again, there, there is no, there, there's no emotional connection beyond I'm going to bet 10 and try to get 20 back in a game of blackjack. That's a completely different relationship than a racing fan has to horse racing and to horses. And where, again, where I really think we missed the boat in marketing this to a broader audience is establishing the connection that these are living, breathing animals and athletes, the horses and the jockeys, and connecting them with people in some way. You know, Racetracks and the series, of course, track to track, do a great job once you get on the track of getting you to buy a cup of coffee and a program and a, and a, and a, a um, wagering guide and a program. But our outreach efforts as an industry are just terrible. There should be a speaker about horse racing in front of every Rotary Club, Kiwanis. It should be a funny speech with, that gets people engaged and interested and have racing information in it. There's, the racing industry should have someone who's out there speaking to every civic group and business convention they can possibly land a speaker in to outreach to people. I do um, educational programs here in Louisville for corporations that are going to make uh, field trips to Churchill Downs. And I'll go to their company the day before their trip to the track and do a humorous handicapping seminar, how to bet on horses, with some humor in it. And it's light and lively funny. It takes about 45 minutes. Well, these people go to the track the next day. Now they know something about a horse and what a race horse is supposed to do and what it's supposed to look like in the paddock and how you're going to bet. And now you've got racing fans who will hopefully come back instead of someone who's just there to get lunch with the boss and then go home the next day. You know, when you, when you tell the story of, 
you know, breaking down the barriers and, and, and making it a lot more fun. I think people, the new new fans or the, the, the newbies actually to the track, they come in with this preconceived notion that this game is just way too hard to learn by you actually yeah. taking the time, yeah. making it a bit humorous, and, and they can kind of relax around it. I'm sure you set a lot of people at ease. We, we, have, we have overcomplicated our, our sport to a degree that, that's just nuts. Compare uh, horse racing to NASCAR. What's complicated about NASCAR? Well, they just go around in circles from what I know. wins the race and knows who's <laughs> driving it. How hard is that? But, but what we've done is, is take a, a, a beautiful sport and turn it into a mathematical formulas and numbers and trifecta wheels and keys and all that, and you reach a point where, where you just lose people. I mean, when I, I do seminars here in Louisville, this is Louisville, Kentucky. This is one of the racing capitals of the world. There are people who, who don't know what a maiden is, don't know a claimer from an allowance race. They have to be educated to that. Mark, what is the biggest convention you've actually ever spoke at? I'm sorry, Ed, one more time, please. Your, your biggest convention that you've ever actually spoken at, was it NTRA-based? Was it uh, Turp Publicist-based? Uh, was there a symposium that you spoke at? What is the biggest you spoke at? Well, in the racing industry, I spoke at the uh, racing symposium out in um, Arizona, the, uh, the, the annual meeting out there. I did their luncheon, probably four or 500 people at that. Also, um, have done uh, racetrack events. I'll be speaking at the Tampa Bay Derby the night before the Tampa Bay Derby. They have a big cocktail party that benefits a charity called Wheels for Success. I'm the keynote speaker at that. Uh, I've done shows for a thousand people for Microsoft at the uh, Las Vegas uh, Computer Convention. So I, I get in front of you know probably fifty to seventy thousand people, live audience members every every year. I'm also on the Bob and Tom syndicated radio show four times a year that reaches millions and millions of people. I do drive time radio promotions for the comedy clubs that I work. So, and again, every one of these, I mention what people are fascinated by is a, a great sport that is still a mystery to so many Americans, horse racing. That's what they want to talk about. Mark, I want to ask you, you've got me riveted, and as a friend and as someone professionally that I respect in the game, how do we get in touch with you, talk about... I know that because I've actually seen it in hand. You have some DVDs and upcoming events. How do we get in touch with Mark Klein? Well, I have a website. It's uh, corpjester.com, C-O-R-P-J-E-S-T-E-R, corp, C-O-R-P-Jester, J-E-S-T-E-R, one word, dot com. Uh, just Google Mark Klein Comedian, and I'll pop up. I've got a very funny horse racing video on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and under the search engine punch in Life is a Horse Race, Mark Klein, there'll be a 10-minute comedy routine on horse racing that comes up, which tells the story of my relationship to, uh, to horse racing via Kentucky Derby winners. And uh, there are just so many things about this sport that resonate with me at a personal level. It's just a pleasure to be involved in it in a level that I can. Okay, I'm going to put your feet to the fire, but it's going to be, it's going to be a slam dunk for you. Give me your best two racing jokes. <laughs> That's two racing jokes. Uh, there's a great old racing joke about it, which I've, I've, I've heard this joke from my grandfather when I was a kid. I've always loved it. It's about um, uh, horses in a race and trying to a jockey, and he says, what are you hitting me for? There's no one behind us. <laughs> I must have heard the joke when I was eight years old. I've always thought it was a scream. Uh, my grandpa, Max, also told me a very funny joke about two old Jewish gentlemen who go to the racetrack every day together. They're best friends for 50 years, and every day they go... Morris wins uh, 8 out of 10, and Max loses, you know, every race he bets. Well, this goes on for 50 years, and finally, Max has had enough. He goes, Moisha, Morris, my friend, I've got to ask you a question. Every time I go to the track, you win, I lose. What's your secret? 
goes, well, my secret is no big secret. Before we go to the racetrack, I go to synagogue and I pray. And I get names and numbers come into my head and I, I bet them at the track and they seem to do okay. Well, next morning, of course, 7 o'clock, Max jumps out of bed, goes to synagogue. He's praying like he's never prayed before in his life. He begins to see men, names and numbers come into his head. He goes to the track, he bets his heart out, goes 0 for 11. His friend, of course, goes 8 out of 9. He goes, I don't understand. it. did what you said to do. I prayed at synagogue this morning. I heard names and numbers. They didn't do any good. Morris goes, what synagogue did you go to? He said, well, I went to Temple Israel on 5th Street. He goes, no, no, that's for trotters. <laughs> Maybe I need to start following those two gents. <laughs> Mark, thanks for taking your time to be with us this evening and enlighten our listeners about your new endeavors and definitely shedding a new light and lively air on our sport. Thanks again, Mark, for all of your time. My honor and pleasure, Ed. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much. That's been Mark Klein, comedian extraordinaire, racing fan, and just a good guy to actually hang out with at the races. And Corp Jester, I'd take a look at his site. It's worth a look, and uh, DVD is really cool. Time to head into another break. When we return, we're going to be talking with our man, Dangerous Dan. Like I said, it depends on what kind of a mood he's in. Good mood, he's hot. Bad mood, he's even hotter. So stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes. And the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. 
to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I love that voice. one 888 Or you can always drop me an email at ed at winningponies.com. Let me know what you want to hear, who you'd want to hear from. Let me know your feelings on things if you're a little shy about picking up the phone. You know what? This segment is about a guy who's not shy about picking up the phone. And a guy that, uh, as I said, if he's, if he's in a good mood, he's hot. If he's in a bad mood, he's hotter. And we're going to welcome in the one, the only, Dangerous Dan, winners for the weekend. Dangerous, are you there? What's happening, Ed? Are you in a good mood or a bad mood? I'm in an okay mood. Okay, that means we're going to get some winners out of you. <laughs> I hope and so, Ed. Let's pay the freight, Danny boy. We got some winners from you. And uh, you know what? We were wanting to focus on Tampa, but we actually couldn't pull up any information. But, hey, that happens sometimes. But, uh, you know, because we had we'd actually spoke a little bit. But I think you have a few other tricks up your sleeve. Yes, I do, Ed. Let's go out to Fairgrounds, the eighth race of Fairgrounds. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold the phone. What? You what? said what? there was a gent that spoke to you, recognized you, and you want to give a shout-out to. Oh, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Patrick listening to us tonight from Taylor Mill, Kentucky. Hey, Patrick, you heard it. Dangerous Dan is your man. And also get your pencil out now because the dangerous one is going to start letting out the winners. Rumor has it that uh, Patrick kissed a girl and he liked it, too. (laughs) You liked it so much you got married. I like that. All right, Daddy boy, let us on. All right, let's go out to the eighth of Fairgrounds. It's a mile and sixteenth allowance race, not winner of one time uh, for three-year-old Colts. Let's uh, let's look around here, and I looked, and and I keep coming back to this horse. Said, "Cool Lion making the third lifetime start. First start since September for Louis Roussel, and uh, is going to be ridden by uh, James Graham. Look look at the work on January twenty-eighth. Six furlongs and one thirteen and four. That's a work. That'll win some races, usually claiming races. But uh, that's a nice work for this horse. I look for this horse to to really fire off the bench. Eight to one morning line. And there's a couple in here you may want to may want to put hook with him. Uh, Captain Cherokee, trained by Steve Asmus and ridden by Robbie Alvarado. Nine to five on the morning line. Uh, just broke his maiden in fairgrounds. Going a mile one thirty eight and three with Alvarado in the irons. I uh, ran 80 through buyer and got through on the rail. Clearly the best is the comment line. You might want to box them two up. I like to shuffle back at the start. Louis Roussel and Ronnie Lamarck, they are hooking up two Cajun names. They had another another uh, little runner that came from Fairgrounds. Do you remember him? Risen Star, wasn't it? It was Risen Star. You know, I was talking to a great speed handicapper today. This guy, he plays speed from Albuquerque to... Uh, uh, a Cinnabois. I mean, he doesn't care where they're running at, but he said no real big horses since Risen Star have actually come from Fairgrounds. I differ. How about Grindstone, who won the Kentucky Derby? How about Proud Spell, who won the Kentucky Oaks? So I just had to toss that out there. 
Danny Boy, before we actually get started, I like Cool Lion, and, and I like the, uh, the poly to the, the uh, back to Mother Nature dirt, but I, I kind of like Cha- Captain Cherokee in there with Asmussen and Alvarado. I mean, this is a $650,000 sales purchase, and, uh, and to me, I think uh, going from one mile to a mile and a sixteenth, and is actually Triple Crown nominated. Uh, so uh, that's part of your uh, your exact. Uh... Yeah, that, they're my two top choices. I'm going to box them up, play them in some pick threes. Um, another horse, Montecor looks like I believe he's a two horse, seven to two. Jesus Castanon. The only thing I don't I don't really care for about this horse, he's stretching out for the first time, but he did break his maiden by eight at Fairgrounds with Castanon in the irons. Steve Closaris usually has him ready. You might want to include him also in your exotics. I like the sense. Dan, you know what? I tossed out the trivia question for two segments. If nobody gets it in two, I'm going to start passing it on to you. Trivia question of the week. What three Phillies have won a Kentucky Derby? I think I know it. I might be wrong, but it's winning colors, uh, genuine whisk, and regret. You are right. You are right. See how easy it was? All they had to do was dial us up, and they could have knocked it down. Danny Boy, don't let me stop your momentum here, my friend. Let's go to the ninth of Fairgrounds. I'm going to try to pronounce this right. The Chagrout handicap. If I say it fast, no one will even. Chukrut. Chukrut. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I'm telling you what. Everything in Cajun land, cat spells dog, and uh, it's it's the hardest. It, it they have their own language there, but the Chukrut and uh, handicap is. It, it, I'll tell you what. It took me a while, and the only reason I know it is because I used to actually work with a man that uh, worked down there. Okay. See, a uh, little, little education there for you, my boy. Lead us on, Ninth of Fairgrounds. Ninth of Fairgrounds is a $60,000 stakes race for Phillies and Mares going for four-year-olds and up. Um, I love Rolling Sea here, Ed. Uh, Steve Asmussen, John Bridgeman, uh, has won two stakes in a row, one at Delta in a mile, one at Fairgrounds, a mile and a 16. Loves Fairgrounds. It's four wins out of five starts. Uh, loves the distance, five wins out of 11 starts. Jockey trainers, 21%. Uh, nine to five morning line, but I think you just have to take what you can get here. May want to include Unforgotten. Unforgotten ran a Sunshine Million Distaff, $500,000. Only missed by two links. But Bridgman rode her that day as well. And that was the first start in about a month. Um, may, that horse may improve. Jamie Terrio gets the mount. A, a horse, though, that I really like to, to improve here, Ed, is She's Indy Money. She's Indy Money is a six-year-old mare. By AP and the Alava and Sweep Mare. A horse likes distance. Horse has been running five and a half furlongs. Looks like two little preps to get her ready to stretch out. When she does stretch out, I think she's a better mare. I think you brought up a real good, important point. Uh, nine to five. A lot of people say, "Yeah, hey, it's not enough for me." I mean, a lot of people don't know what nine to five pays. I mean, you know, when you're looking at five dollars and sixty cents, Dan, it's not that bad, is it? It's not, I mean. Especially when you're also trying to, you know, as you're, you're giving out exactas, which, you know, might pay, we'll just say, uh, $16, and they're actually getting better than 7 to 1 on their money. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're tossing out, and I think Rowan C, if you get 9 to 5, this is a horse for a course, or actually a mare for the course, 5 for 5 in the money at fairgrounds, and 10 for 11 at the distance, uh, coming off a 5 and a half length lead in the truly bound. I can only say I agree with you. I think it's a really good pick there. It's really, really solid. And anything, anytime you see Aspen and Brishmahan, these guys are on fire already at 24% winning together. I mean, they're a pretty tough tandem to mess with, aren't they? Yeah, Aspen, I mean, he's anywhere he goes, he's loaded for bear. 
Um, and, and you know, everybody, well, everybody may think that he sits in one town the else do his, his um, training for him. Well, he travels all his tracks throughout the week. So, I mean, he's, he's a hands-on guy. That I agree with. I mean, he didn't get that gray hair for nothing, did he? No, not at all. <laughs> you mean he earned it then? It, it, unlike myself, he actually earned his. I don't know where mine came from. <laughs> hey, at least you have hair. All right, next pick, Danny, my boy. Let's go out to the 11th at Turfway, the Dust Commander, $50,000 for four-year-olds and upward. Um, very competitive field, and there's a handful of them here I think can win it. You're around. I like the horse. Um, he's been facing better. Thing is, he's still eligible for not winners of two lifetime. Uh, LeBron Rodeman, a not winner of two lifetime, back on January 4th. He just missed, uh, made a middle move, which I know you love, was five wide, led, and, and caught. LeBron opted off. I still think your round has a big shot here. But I'm going to go to a horse that, that not a lot of people are going to bet, I don't think, Ed. Um, timeless Fashion. Timeless Fashion has just won a optional claimer turfway back on December 28th, and before that was second in the Prairie Bayou to Canella. Canella has LeBron going to take a lot of money. Timeless Fashion beat Diamond Tycoon. Diamond Tycoon won the Fairgrounds Handicap last week. So this horse is for real. You can bet this. It's a five-year-old gelding by Sky Classic. Thomas Drury trains. He's had four starters for the meet, three winners. I think the Diamond Tycoon race is, is very key, even though that is four races to go, Dan. I, I do agree with that because Diamond Tycoon from, came from dead last. They were running dawdling frozen fractions, 15 and change for the three-quarter, and Diamond Tycoon spun around them like they were tied to a rock. And uh, so if Timeless Fashion can do that, I believe Hector Rosario, he's a very underrated young pilot. But I'm going to go with Canela. I, I like Victor LeBron and Mike Maker in here. Six for ten in the money at Turfway. And uh, on the synthetic, also six for eleven. To me, that's very important. Mike Maker has Officer Rocket in here, who I think is going to, uh, is going to attract some money. Do you think Officer Rocket's going to be short? Yeah, he's a sprinter. Um, yeah. Officer Rocket's a sprinter. Um, I I think Timeless Fashion Canela be a good exact. I'll bet you a soft drink Timeless Fashion beats Canela. One other thing, Ed Brass Hat, who won the uh, Massachusetts Handicap, uh, a race in which was very prestigious one time, and they're trying to get that back. Cigar won that race, I believe, twice. Yes. Um, the horse has a one cent, but don't be surprised. If this eight-year-old golden don't come rolling for Bill Bradley and Bill Troller. Oh, I'm telling you, Buff Bradley brings him ready. Also, but take a look. Here's something a little deceiving. Four for four in the money at Turfway, but that was before synthetic. Danny Boy, can you hang on for one more segment, and we'll finish up with your last pick, and uh, then I got a little uh, little question for you, me boy. Can you hang sure. on? No problem. Sounds great. It's time to head to another break. When we return, we're going to finish up with Dangerous Dan, and then we'll do the final furlough of handicapping with me here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. 
You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to the final furlong here of Winning Ponies for this week's show. My man, Dangerous Dan, is still hanging out there. Dangerous, are you there? I am here, Ed. You know what? That brings me great comfort, just hearing those words. I am here, Ed. And I believe you are here for one more hot selection from Dangerous Dan. We're going to go out to Santa Anita, the warmth, the sun, the Santa Maria Handicap, grade one for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and upward. Nice race, uh, many opportunities here. Um, A couple weeks ago, I selected Bree Cat in the... She was scratched on Sunshine Million Day. I'm not going to take her uh, on Saturday. I think she's going to be hooked up in a speed duel with a few in here, and I'm looking for somebody to come from off the pace. And I'm going to take a shot with a horse that's never been off the turf. Let's take a look at Visit. Um, owned by Judmont Farm, trained by Robert Frankel, Hall of Fame trainer, ridden by Garrett Gomez. Um, horse is uh, coming out of a grade one where it was third by a length, three to one. Precious Kitten was in that race. Coco Beach is a horse that uh, beat her that day, the filly that beat her that day. But if you go back to the race before that, there was a Breeders, uh, Breeders' Cup filly mare turf. horse had a lead with about 50 yards left and, and forever together and Sealy Hill and wait a while all past her. Look where this horse to improve. Uh, I think she'll take to the poly. A lot of turf horses do. And Frankel don't run them unless they're ready. And I would take her and take Leah Secret and box until the cows come home, Ed. I like that. I like that. Box until the cows come home. And you know, Danny, I always respect your selections, and I think they're always something to listen to, and I know our listeners enjoy them. I have to ask you a question. Did you check in and take a look at the new DocuSoap jockeys? Yes, I did. Is Chantel Sutherland hot or what? Uh, she, she's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're a married I, man. I put you on the spot. Uh, what about uh, 
Kendra Straw. Oh my goodness! Uh, from Australia, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, they're going to make a star out of this young lady. I mean, um, she actually had a mount Saturday. It was quite funny. Last race, and um, if if I didn't watch jockeys, I I knew who she was, but I didn't realize how she's she's um she's got fire, and um, she rode this horse at twenty four to one. Can't remember the name. Horse paid eighteen dollars a place, but her whip action, her riding action was. I mean, she was just. She was giving it her all. And she Looks good in the saddle, eh? Yeah, yeah, she was good in the saddle. As we're talking about jockeys, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern time, or you can do the math and do it on the Pacific time if you like. Uh, Aaron Greider, he's one of the uh, tough guys in there. Aaron, uh, I, I believe he's, he and Joe Talamo are going to go at it. Yeah, Jared Gomez, I, Corey Nakatani, Mike Smith, Chantel Sutherland. Uh, I mean, there's a whole cast. I mean, it's got me riveted. Do you like it, Dan? Yeah, I like the first two. I mean, they gave us two episodes to watch. And it was it was it was nice. It gives you an ask, you know, see what these guys go through on a day to day basis. I mean, if they don't win, they don't make no money. And like Aaron Greider said, you know, after he pays his valet and everybody else, he's looking at eighteen dollars. Got to ask you something: whose ass gets kicked, Aaron Greider or Joe Talamo? Talamo. I'll tell you <laughs> why. Um, he's he's. I don't think he's been hurt yet. I mean, he's been hurt, but he ain't been hurt bad yet. And I hope he doesn't. But it, it he. I think that um, Grider called him a, a pretty, pretty exploratory name, <laughs> and um, I think that uh, Alamo's got to learn to respect his elders. That's what I think. If you can't respect, you must feel. Danny, thanks as usual. We always love to hear your selections, and we always look forward to you week in, week out. Going to be off next week. I'm heading out to do battle at the Orleans. Wish me well, my friend. Go out there and win it, Ed. I'd like to take it down. Dan, thanks for your time, my friend. All right, I'll see you. All right, that's been Dangerous Dan. He's been giving out his selections. Good guy all around. Like I said, when he's when he's uh, not mad, he's good. When he's mad, he's even hotter. All right, final furlong handicapping with myself next few minutes. And I'm really looking forward to getting into this week's racing action. I'm going to start on Friday night. I'm going to start the fourth race at Turfway Park. I like the two dancing Lydia Orlando Mojica and the Irons for trainer Bill Conley dropping from allowance 31,000 back in for claiming 15, two for four in the money at Turfway Park, two for money, two for four in the money on the all-weather surface. Actually, four starts out of Turfway Park after shipping in from Hoosier. I like that even third, Dancing Lydia, Orlando Mojica in the irons. Get all you want of Dancing Lydia in the fourth race at Turfway tomorrow. Also tomorrow in the 12th race at Turfway, I know. It's it's Friday, and you know what? I'm trying to kick it off for the weekend. I like Burnt again, Leandro Goncalves. This guy can flat-out ride for John Wainwright. Second time on the poly track, and I've been watching horses coming from Hawthorne, and they have been running exceptionally well. Blistering speed here, a son of Bernstein. Look for a lights-out flag fall to that solve in here. This Illinois bred shipping into Kentucky. For no reason at all, not today. Burnt again, sizzles them for Maiden 5 in the 12th race at Turfway. And then on the 9th race on Saturday, happy Valentine's Day. Let's go with the 2L, Kareeb Rodney Prescott for trainer Wayne Minnick. Wayne Minnick had a son, Brandon, who was a very nice rider who has retired since. He was a young phenom. I believe he got a little big. He was about six foot two. He can probably dunk the ball about now. But El Kareeb really looks good. Rodney Prescott winning at twelve percent. 
making four start at Turfway Park. Coming off a second by 11 links, Tommy Pompel. Now to Prescott. I like El Karib. Had a nice work last time out, and I think that is what you need to know. That is the ninth race at Turfway. Then on to the tenth race at Turfway on Saturday. I love the one, had a vision, and I've got one. Victor LeBron, Mike Maker, three off of a layoff or had a vision in the tenth race. This is a gambler's angle. Aqueduct to Laurel to Turfway Park. The all-weather three starts, a win and a second. Had a vision from the rail. Light him up. Victor LeBron on your way to the winner's circle. 11th at Turfway. The Dust Commander, a $50,000, very nice little one-mile stake at a Turfway. Dan and I were both talking about this. I love Canella here. Victor LeBron for Mike Maker. These guys team up like nobody's business the last 60 days. Victor LeBron and Mike Maker have won 35% together, over 70% in the money. Horse for a course, 6 for 10 in the money at Turfway Park. Cutting back from a mile and five-eighths, I love this runner indeed. Then we're going to go to Beulah, the fifth race at Beulah. I go right to the rail with a one since he sent Edgar Palkar for William. Don't call me William. Dougie Cowens, three for five in the money at Bouncing Beulah, dropping in class here, and I think this is going to be lights out, going five and a half to six furlongs since he sent at the fifth race at Beulah. And then we go to the second race at Gulfstream. I'm going to end up with number 10 in here. I'm going to go far to the outside, and I'm going to go to stirrup excitement. Julian Peru per Peter Walden. They're inheriting a runner from the Wayne Catalano barn for Frank Calabrese, the owner. They had a little discrepancy. They had some problems, and they dispersed the horses. Peter Walden is winning 33%. Dropping from allowance twenty eight thousand two other than him for claiming ten thousand three lifetime. If you get nine to five on this runner, bet early and bet often. I'm gonna end up really, really quick with in the Richter scale, the fourth race at Gulfstream, tail of a cotty. Two to one, bet early and bet often. Well time flies when you're talking, horses. Be sure to tune in each and every Thursday, eight PM Eastern, five Pacific here to Winning Ponies. Until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.